What's going on, everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and this is episode 224 of The Real Queen Sid Show, and this episode is really near and dear to my heart. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this. This is going to be tips and really tactical things that you can do to start learning how to trust yourself. I think that learning how to trust ourselves is... Um, it's a big task. It's a big task. And, uh, I'm really, really excited to take on this journey of giving you guys some tactical tips on how to get a little bit closer to that. So if you get any value from this, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories and tag me at the real queen Sid. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And let's get into this episode. That ability to trust yourself leads to self-confidence. That ability to trust yourself leads to, um, building this business, building your life, building like I, I know I keep bringing this up, but there is a TikTok trend that's going around. It's Mel Robbins voice where she's basically saying like, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to make you put in the work. Nobody's going to make you show up for your business. Nobody's going to make you go to the gym. Nobody's going to make you do anything. Like nobody is coming to save you. You have to save yourself in this life. And unfortunately, sometimes if we don't trust ourselves, that becomes really really difficult, right? Saving yourself becomes really difficult because to be really honest, we don't find ourselves worthy of saving. We find ourselves worthy of settling. We find ourselves worthy of self-sabotage. We find ourselves worthy of all of those things, right? And so um, a couple signs that you don't trust yourself might be um, being indecisive, rethinking your choices after you've made them, having a super critical inner voice, and not being comfortable speaking your mind. Those might be four signs that you, I mean, there are probably a bazillion more, but those are four signs that you might not trust yourself. And so what happens if we don't trust ourselves? Well, self-sabotage, experiencing negative emotions and self-talk. And the worst one of all, quite frankly, is that you end up living somebody else's life. When you don't trust yourself, we end up living somebody else's life, right? And so somebody that um, I'm very, very close to, I will not be revealing their identity, um, but somebody I'm very, very close to has told me about her her life plan and uh, the things that she wants to do with her life. And every time, every time a plan comes out of her mouth, she says, well, so-and-so wants to, this is her partner, right? Well, my my partner wants to move here. Well, my partner wants to do this. Well, my partner wants to do this. Well, my partner wants this many kids. Well, and I said, okay, so what do you want? How many kids do you want? Where do you want to live? What do you want to do for a job? Where do you want to work? Like what, what do you want? And it's, it always kind of circles back to my partner wants this. My partner wants this. My partner wants this. And you might be, um, this might relate to a time period in your life, or maybe a specific relationship. Maybe like this, this instance, um, brings forward a specific relationship for you. Um, maybe it's a parent or a, um, or a spouse or whatever. Um, or maybe a certain time period in your life where this happened, but you end up living somebody else's life. And I can't, quite frankly, I cannot imagine dying, living a life that somebody else planned for me, that somebody else decided for me, that somebody else like designed for me. Right. Can anybody relate to that? Like, I, I, is this just like my abusive relationship talking? I don't know. (laughs) Right. Okay, cool. Me, me, me. I love it. So what happened? That's what happens if you don't trust yourself. Right. And so I relate really heavily to 
self-sabotage and um, living somebody else's life, right? And self-sabotage is something that we all, we all experience in our business, right? So have you ever gotten to a point where like, maybe, maybe you have a TikTok go viral and you start following up with all these people on that TikTok. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is too overwhelming. I can't handle this. And then you just literally stop the follow-up on that TikTok and like, let it go and just never look at it again. That's a, that's a form of self-sabotage. Okay, because I can't handle these comments. It's a lack of belief in ourselves, right? Um, or if you start getting a lot of customers and you start like bringing in a lot of new volume and selling a lot of trials and you're like, you're on and popping and you're getting all these ketone customers and all of a sudden you stop doing the actions that you know is leading to you getting those sales. And all of a sudden the new volume drops off, right? This is, it's super, super noticeable when um, you have people that are inconsistent with new volume, right? It's that self-sabotage of, I can't handle having too many customers. I'm not worthy of being a business owner. I'm not, I can't handle a business, right? And I know, I know a lot of you feel that with leadership as well, right? Where we start to, um, we start to have the recruiting conversation. We start to do all of those things. And then um, we, we tell ourselves we're not, we're not good enough to be a leader, right? And so, Trusting yourself leads to self-confidence. Point. That's literally all confidence is. Confidence is trusting yourself. And so this is, I'm going to give you guys 10, um, like 10 actionable steps that you can take to start learning how to trust yourself. But trusting yourself can look like you knowing when to protect your own energy. Trusting yourself can look like not overthinking every single day and every single thing you do. Trusting yourself can um, look like cutting people out of your life that you know are not serving you. Trusting yourself can look like cutting things out of your life that you know are not serving you, right? And so I listened to um, a podcast today with Simone Biles. Um, I don't remember the other girl's name. Simone Biles, somebody else, um, Glennon Doyle and her wife, Abby. And it was all about trusting yourself. So that's where the same all came from. And I'll give you guys a ton of examples from this, this podcast. It was so, 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 so good. So the first thing that you can do to start trusting yourself more is start with small decisions. Start with making small decisions for yourself, right? So like I think about back when um, I left my abusive relationship and uh, I couldn't think about big decisions like going on a trip or where I was gonna move or, um, or what I was gonna do with my business. Like I couldn't think of big decisions like that, but I could think about what am I gonna eat today? I'm gonna pick that. Nobody's going to pick that for me. I'm going to eat. What am I going to eat today? Right. Have you guys ever like gotten to, I used to do this all the time. Have you ever, um, when somebody asks you, like you want to go out to eat with a friend or whatever, and they ask you, where do you want to eat? And you say, you know, where you want to, you know, where you want to eat, but you just say like, well, I don't know. Cause you don't know if that's where they want to eat. I used to do this all the time. You'd be like, I, I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Right. That is a, that's a, an inability to make our own decisions. Right. And so the first thought that pops into your head, say it out loud and decide. So the next time your friend asks you, where do you want to go out to eat? You can say, I don't know why chilies is the first thing that pops into my mind. I don't even like chilies, <laughs> but chilies is the first thing that pops into my mind. So you say chilies. 
I want to go to Chili's for dinner. And they'll say yes or no, but you have made a decision about what you want and you have spoken it out loud. Okay. Maybe you don't relate to the food thing. Um, make a decision about what you're going to wear today. Make a decision about um, trying a new trick TikTok trend instead of wait instead of waiting to see another leader or somebody else do it first. Um, make a decision to what are you going to do with your day? What TV show are you going to watch? What like all of these little, 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 little decisions will start to add up. Have you ever sat down with your partner? And um, I used to do this when Holly and I first started dating. Um, I would go to her house and she'd say, what do you want to watch? And I wanted to watch, what is that Lady Gaga movie? The Fault in Our Stars. Is that right? I think so. I wanted to watch The Fault, the Fault in Our Stars or whatever the heck it's called. Um, shallow yes that song mm -hmm. yes ma'am so I wanted to watch that movie but what did I say I sat down on that couch and I said I don't care whatever you want to watch no sit down with your partner and say we're watching this tonight this is what I want to watch tonight this is what I want for dinner tonight this is this is what I want right so a lot of times we know what we want but we say I don't know like what a star is born. I knew it was something about stars. Thank you. Okay. Something about stars. Uh, a star is born. Yeah. That's the movie I wanted to watch, but I didn't say it. We literally, we literally sat there and flipped through movies on Netflix and and literally bounced past a star is born at least four times. And I didn't say anything nothing right so start making small decisions where you want to eat what you want to wear a new tip i don't know why you're staring at me like that can you go away lord every time her name comes up on a training she got to pop up in my window like she's special or something anyway uh the next thing that you can do is with every choice you make ask yourself if you're doing this because you want to or because someone expects it of you Every choice, she made a decision to stare at you. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, every choice that you make, ask yourself, is it, are you doing this because you want to or because somebody expects it of you? This is in business. This is in personal life. This is in relationships. This is in relationships with your parents. This is in everything, right? And so somebody's, I, I, you guys need to write, we all need to write this down. Somebody's expectation of you is not your responsibility. Somebody else's expectation of you is not your responsibility. You are not responsible to live up to somebody else's expectation of you, especially. I loved that um, that uh, Simone and the other girl, I can't remember who it was, were talking about this on the podcast. They basically said like, um, when you become, think about Jesse Lee, right? So this is a great example with Jesse Lee. When we think about Jesse Lee, we have a very high expectation of her. We expect her to be superhuman. We expect her to be at the top of the leaderboards. We expect her to answer everybody. We expect her to have a big heart. We expect her to donate. We expect, we expect, we expect, we expect. You get the point. We have a very high expectation of her. And I think sometimes we forget that just because she's a superhuman, there's still a human in that. She's a human that worked really hard for what she has, right? And so sometimes we forget that she's a human. She messes up. She says stupid things sometimes. She makes mistakes. She hurts people, um, not on purpose, but it happens, right? And so 
with every single choice you make, is this what you want to do? Or is this an expectation somebody has of you, whether it's your partner, whether it's your mom, whether it's whoever, right? And I had this, this conversation with my mom earlier today. I said, I think my personality really revved up my family for the, um, for the expectation that I'm going to rock the boat for my entire life. And that's just my personality. I like to shock people. I like the shock factor. And it's just ask yourself, the next time somebody wants you to come to dinner, the next time somebody wants you to, like, have you ever had a customer make a really unreasonable request? Like, hey, can you trade me 40 ketones for my 20 because I didn't like these and now I want compensation? Like a super unreasonable request and you feel the need to say yes because you don't want to lose them as a customer, right? All of these little things are little examples of it. And those of you that are leading teams, I already know. I already know that a lot of the things that you do are because you think that it's expected of you. And how do I know that? Because I've done the same thing too, right? Jesse Lee talks about this all the time where she, um, she didn't drink for a really long time because she uh, thought that people expected her to be the leader and always, and like never drink and never do anything like that, right? So um, there's a reason why you want to say no. Your gut is telling you stop ignoring her or him, whatever you want to call your gut, stop ignoring your gut. There is a reason why you want to say no. There's a reason why you don't want to go on that date. There's a reason why you don't want to do that thing. There's a reason why you don't want to go to that dinner. There's a reason why you don't want to go on that trip, whatever. There's a reason why you don't want to give that customer that ridiculous, that ridiculous thing that they're requesting, right? but every single, every single choice, I mean, every single choice, this is going to start with like little stuff, like what you're making for dinner or the fact that you're even making dinner. Okay. I like, I know we got to eat, but like, are you making dinner because your husband expects you to be the one to cook or because you actually like cooking and you want to cook and you want to provide for your family in that way, right? Like in the cooking way, I don't want to cook. I don't cook. Okay. So all of these things that you can start to like, just pay attention to, right? Number three is set goals, set small goals and keep promises to yourself. We've talked about this before, but this is the number one way to build confidence. So if you're somebody that is super, super, super inconsistent with certain things, like you notice you're very inconsistent with, um, I'll give you a business example, a, a business example posting reels uh, every single day. Make yourself a promise, make yourself a challenge that you will post a reel every day for the next seven days and keep the promise to yourself. Now, some of y'all need a smaller assignment than that. Some of y'all need to keep the promise to yourself that you're going to take a shower every day. Some of y'all need to keep the promise to yourself that you're going to wash your face and do your skincare every day. Some of y'all need the promise to yourself that you're going to go to the gym three times a week, right? Commit to that for the next week and then the next week and then the next week. Hey, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week. And then ne next week, make the same promise to yourself. I'm going to go to the gym three times this week, right? All of these little, little, little promises, they will, they will help to build onto each other, right? So maybe another business example might be um, make a promise to yourself to reach out to 10 new people every single day for seven days. My suggestion is if you're going to give yourself a challenge like this, put it on your social media. 
Keep yourself accountable. Tell your best friend, tell your partner, tell your kids. Hey, I'm going to make a promise to myself that I am going to get up and I'm going to do my hair every single day. Can you please help me help hold me to that? Ask your Facebook. And then every single day you post a picture of your hair done. Right? All of these little things will help you build your confidence, which will help you build your, build your trust in yourself. But a lot of times we don't have confidence because we've broken promises to ourselves for so long. How many times did you tell yourself that you would hit MVP and didn't hit it? How many times did you tell yourself that you would go live every single day and you didn't do it? How many times did you tell yourself that you would get healthy, get healthy, whatever the hell that means, eat healthy, and you didn't do it? How many times did you tell yourself that you would start working out and didn't do it? How, right? Like all of these little promises all throughout our life, there's no wonder we don't trust ourselves. And I'm going to tell you right now, the only difference between you and the people that you look at as superhuman is that they keep promises to themselves. That's it. The Simone Biles of the world that are these elite gymnasts, all she did was keep a promise to herself every day that she would train hard as hell for the thing that she was passionate about. As all Jessie Lee did, she kept promises to herself every single day that she would show up for her business at her top, at, at level 10. Y'all, that girl is at level 10 every single day. I'm going to be at a level 10 six days of the week and Sunday is my rest day. Okay, like, but whatever it is for you, all the difference is, is that they kept their promises to themselves, right? And I give you the example of, uh, there's a reason that 75 hard is a challenge that people attempt. 75 hard is not a fitness challenge. It is a mindset challenge. Because the person that you have to become to finish 75 hard is a completely new level of the person that you are right now. It's a completely different level of the person that you are right now. You have to become a different person to finish that challenge. So Holly and I actually had a whole discussion about these challenges, right? Like she's like, I think 75 hard is stupid. I said, I said, well, I think it's a mindset challenge because she said, she said anything that's um, not sustainable over your entire life is dumb. And I was like, I don't, I don't agree with that because I think that it's a mindset challenge. And she goes, Oh, I never thought of it from that point. I said, it's not a fitness challenge. It's not a health challenge. It's not a diet. It's not a whatever. It is a mindset challenge, right? So think of your challenges as that, as just that. Can I beat my mind today? Can I win my mind today? Or can I win my mind for the next seven days, right? Pick a task that you know you're super inconsistent with and challenge yourself for the next seven days. So set small goals, keep your promises to yourself. Number four, this is so cliche, but like be yourself. When you are yourself, you learn how to trust yourself because you don't have to lie and put on a show for other people. You don't have to lie and put on a show for other people. So it's easier to trust who you are because you're who you are stays consistent when you're alone, when you're with your partner, when you're with your team, when you're with your whoever, it, it all stays consistent. Right. And so I remember, like, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody can relate to this or if I'm just like throwing myself on the sword here, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, I used to be the person that would tell little white lies that didn't matter for no reason. Like, like my ex would come home from, from work and he would say, did you, did you, 
I don't know. Did you watch TV today? And I would say no, even though I did. Like little lies that didn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things. But because I didn't know who I was, I literally, as it would come out of my mouth, I'd be like, what? Why did I say that? It's because I didn't know who I was, right? I don't know if I can, if anybody else can relate to that. But um, when we are trying to morph into different roles and different people and being different in front in front of different people it gets it gets easy to confuse like who you are it gets easy to confuse um where your true self is um and when you can be yourself and be consistent across every every area every facet of your life every relationship that you go through when you can be consistent with who you are you'll learn to trust yourself because consistency is trustworthy right so um that is the most cliche of all 10, but you know, it has to be said. Number five is push yourself. And so this kind of goes to the superhuman thing that, um, that I talked about, but Simone and the other girl, I can't remember who, what her name is, Lori, maybe, I don't know. doesn't really matter. Um, Simone and Lori were talking about, I think that's her name. We're talking about how their their gymnasm their gymnastism their gym them being a gymnast um, is a blessing and a curse and it's because uh, people that are seen as very very talented as something um, are expected like have you ever heard have you ever heard somebody say like oh well you can't stop doing that because you have you're talented in that area and so you know you have to do it for the rest of us or like like their their talent becomes a burden right so. When you, she said this on, on the podcast and I really loved it. She said, when you allow somebody to be put up on a pedestal, we're going to use Jesse Lee as an example. When you allow Jesse Lee to be put up on a pedestal as superhuman, you are creating a divide between you and her, right? You are saying that Jesse Lee, you're not human. I know she says she's an alien sometimes, but she's joking. Okay. Don't take that to heart. Jesse Lee, you are not human and I am human. So I can't do what you do. So therefore we are divided. We are not the same. And she said this quote in the podcast, I think Lori said it. Um, she said, I am you, we are just different fonts. And I was like, oh crap. She goes, I am human. Like I'm still a human. I still make mistakes. I just worked really, really hard for something that I was passionate about. That's the only thing that makes me different. That's the only thing that makes me super in the superhuman, right? And so I'm still human. I just worked really hard. So what areas can you push yourself in and allow yourself to not make excuses, right? Like what we do isn't hard. Sending messages isn't hard. Um, going live isn't hard. Uh, it's not comfortable, but it's not hard. So can you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Because every single time I'm going to tell you this, I'm gonna make you a promise. I don't make promises very often. Every, I promise every time you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you will build your confidence. Every single time, because whether you fail at it or whether you win, you will be so damn proud of yourself for doing something you're uncomfortable with. So push yourself out of, uh, out of your comfort zone. And just remember that every single person that you look at as a superhuman, every single person that you look at as better than you, every single person that you look at and say, oh, I could never do what she does. Just remember I am you. We're just different thoughts. I love that. I loved that. Okay. Number six, um, to trust yourself more is to have, is to have more hard conversations. 
This is when you learn how to openly communicate with others, you also learn how to openly communicate with yourself. And so, dude, Mallory, you crushed it. Angela texted me right before she told me she was, she goes, I'm kicking your, I'm kicking your baby bird out of the nest. I said, oh girl, I'm so excited. You crushed it. Everybody loved you. So um, that was, that was so cool. Anyway, uh, have the hard conversation. So I'll give you the example of Brooke Porch and I. Um, Brooke Porch and I are accountability partners. We're also friends. And she did something that upset me about a month ago, about a month and a half ago at this point. She did something that upset me um, and I didn't say anything. I just kind of like let it ride out. And we went to Mexico together. We went to um, Vegas together. We saw each other at family events here. And the whole time I'm feeling bitter and cranky and, and like this little festering little fire in my chest because I was pissed off about something and I never said anything. And so one day I finally said, all right, Brooke, we got to talk. And she goes, okay, cool. What's up? And I said, this happened. You did this. And it made me feel like this. And she said, oh my God, that was not my intention at all. We had a whole conversation. We apologized to each other. Um, and she, you know, let me know that that was not her intention and that we, um, she's literally texting me right now. She said, are you okay? In all capital letters. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm fine, Brooke. I'm just training. Uh, and so anyway, we had a whole conversation and she said, I appreciate you for bringing that conversation to me. And I said, you know, it took me, it took me almost 30 days to have this conversation with you. And she said, why? And I said, because I needed to figure out in my mind why it made me so upset. So where does this apply into your lives where you might be harboring negative feelings towards somebody and you don't really even know why, right? Like you don't even really know why you're so upset. So you end up festering in these feelings and then uh, it ends up ruining things, right? So when you're able to have the hard conversations and communicate your emotions to somebody else, communicate your feelings and number, like second point to this, validate your feelings. A lot of times, here's the thing. A lot of times we don't have the, the hard conversation with people because we, um, we are invalidating our own feelings. Oh, well, I shouldn't have felt that way. Oh, well, she didn't mean to hurt my feelings. Oh, well, I shouldn't have felt. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether Brooke meant to hurt my feelings or not. The fact of the matter was my feelings were hurt. I didn't say anything and I let it fester for 30 days. I let it ruin our relationship for 30 days, right? So uh, allowing yourself to have those hard conversations with your partner, with the amount of people that I have conversations with that want their partner to change something super, super minor, but don't have the, uh, the skill set to express their emotions and tell their partner. It's like, it sucks. It sucks that they are stuck in this like relationship where there's no communication. I don't know. That sucks. So learning how to have those hard conversations and having those hard conversations with yourself first, like allowing yourself to say, why did this make me upset? What emotions am I feeling here? Whether, whether I believe they're valid or not, your, your, your emotions are valid. Like whether your brain is telling you they're valid or not, they're valid. You're allowed to feel them. You're allowed to express them and you're allowed to have that hard conversation, right? So um, have that hard conversation and learn how to communicate with yourself. Number seven is stick to your moral compass. When you stick to your moral compass, you will trust yourself because you know that you are a good person when nobody is looking. 
And I love the example that I love with this is the shopping cart theory. Right, the shopping cart theory is that there are no laws around shopping carts. There are no, like, there's no legal action if you don't put your shopping cart back. There's no nothing. It's just like a common moral code among humans to put your dang shopping cart back. So the shopping cart theory is, do you put your shopping cart back when nobody's looking? Do you put your shopping cart back when, um, when, yeah, when nobody's paying attention or when nobody will know the difference, right? Or do you leave it out in the middle of the parking lot for other cars to hit, for it to run into other cars, for it to inconvenience somebody else, right? There's no, there's no legal product reproduction, reper, reproduction, repercussions, uh, oops, repercussions. And are you willing to do it either way, right? Most of you will say yes. Yes, I put it away. So I give you a kind of a little bit harder one. Imagine that you are uninsured and you have no money and you're pulling out of a parking spot and you hit somebody's car. Do you leave a note with your information on it or do you drive away? Most of y'all would say yes while we're on this Zoom. Some of y'all are shaking your head no. <laughs> Okay, but like when you're, if you have no insurance and no money and you hit somebody else's car in a parking lot where they'll never know, do you stop and leave a note? Yeah, see, I love that honesty, a note, but past me would have driven away. I've driven away before. Would I drive away now? Hell no. Oh God, I believe in karma way too much. Hell no, I would not drive away. But that's kind of a more extreme example, right? because there are, there are repercussions there. Uh, and so sticking to your moral compass because you know, you know what type of person you are when nobody's looking, right? When nobody's looking. And even think of this as like, um, sometimes our thoughts in our head can be like, sometimes we think things that we would never say out loud. Like we think things about other people that we would never say out loud. Can you, like, do you have the ability to catch yourself in those, in those moments and say like, that wasn't nice. Like my moral compass is no, I'm going to, I'm going to like redirect that thought. Uh, why was I thinking that? What 99% of the time it's like some stupid thing that's like rooted in society that whatever. Right. So, um, sticking to your moral compass and deciding I've been working on that. Yeah. So like, thank God you guys relate to me, but like sometimes like I said, a lot of it's rooted in society. Like sometimes you see a person and immediately your brain thinks something and it's probably something that's been like beat into your head, right? Um, that you didn't even put there, but do you have the moral compass to say, no, no, I don't know that person. That thought is not valid because I don't know that person. That's just a societal, whatever, right? So that moral compass. Um, and even when the only accountability you have is your own brain, do you still change your thought pattern? Number eight is, um, yes, I love that. Uh, number eight is stop catastrophizing everything. Catastrophizing. I don't know if I can say that word right. It's like stop thinking the worst about everything. Imagine for one second that everything goes right. Imagine for one second that you start this business and you post about ketones and you follow all the scripts and you follow the 1041 posting and you get a bazillion customers and you earn yourself a, a, a free car. 
Imagine that everything goes right instead of thinking about everything going wrong, right? And so I saw this TikTok today and this dad was helping his daughter learn how to do a back tuck. His daughter is like freaking five years old. Like she's little, little, little. Um, and so he's helping her learn how to do a back tuck. And so she starts off the clip and she says, I'm not going to be able to do this. And he said, okay, we're going to practice. We're going to, we're going to try anyway. And so she said, I'm not going to be able to do this dad. And he said, all right, that's fine. We're going to practice anyway. And so she gets up on, it's like a slanted little mat thing or whatever. I think that's to help with momentum. Anyway, she gets up on the mat and it's like, back tuck falls on her on her knees back tuck falls on her knees back tuck falls on her knees back tuck falls on her, on her knees and there's like 10 of them right in a row and then she starts crying and so the dad goes now first of all crying is not going to help you right now that is just keeping you in the mentality that you're going to fail so i'm gonna need you to brush off those tears like you can feel your feelings you can be upset you can be frustrated but like i'm gonna need you to brush off those tears because you're allowing yourself to stay in a mental state where you, where you feel like you won't succeed at this. And he said, as soon as you're ready, step on that mat when you're ready to land this back tuck. And she said, I can't do it. I can't do it. He said, okay, don't step on that mat yet. When you're ready to land this back tuck, you step on that mat when you're ready, when you know you're going to do it. And she said, okay. So she gets up you see him like waiting there and then like cuts again and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting and she like all of a sudden she like dries her tears she gets up on that back on that mat and she does the back tuck and she lands it and he said I need you to remember something mindset is everything when you started this you said you wouldn't land it and of course you continued to not land it not land it and not land it because every single time you got over in your back tuck, right? You got to that point where you're at your most vulnerable because you're upside down. You start looking for the mat and you start putting out your, your body literally is, is like trying to catch yourself, right? Because you know, you think you're not going to land it. He said, the second that you thought you were going to land it, when you were in your most vulnerable point at the, at when you're flipped upside down at your most vulnerable point, you knew you were going to land it. And so you did not allow your body to make decisions for you so that you would land on your knees. You, you allowed your body to let it do what it was going to do. And you landed on your feet and she's like, okay, she's fucking crying. Cause she's all upset, happy, upset. Right. So like, it was just this idea of like, what if Jesse Lee says this all the time, what if you fly? Yeah. A lot of things can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things can go wrong, but a lot of things can go right too. And so if you go into this business and you stop catastrophizing everything and you stop saying, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Or what's the, even if the worst thing does happen, so what? You made some new friends. You grew as a person. You fell in love with ketones. Like what's the worst thing that happens? You, you fail at this business and you leave. You still gained, right? So um, when we allow ourselves to, to, um, be in that mindset that we're going to fail. We allow, we, our body literally will put into motion the actions to save us, self-sabotage, things like that so that we can prove ourselves right. So um, imagine if everything went right instead of imagining if everything went wrong. Number nine is uh, listen to your gut. 
every single one of you has gut feelings about certain things, whether it's people, whether it's places, whether it's things like you've ever walked into a place and you're like, Ooh, I feel like chilled to the bone. This does not feel good. I need to leave here. Or have you, have you ever met somebody that, um, that like you just didn't feel right about, right? There was no expl explanation. There was something that happened, but you just didn't feel right about it. Or maybe you let somebody back into your life that you were like, mm, I don't know if this is a good decision, but I'm going to try it anyway. You let them back in your life and they do the same thing over again, right? Listen to your gut. You don't need a reason. I will never, like, if you tell me you don't like somebody on the team, if you tell me you don't like something, if you tell, whatever, I don't need a reason other than your gut. I don't need it. And you shouldn't need it either. You should not re need a reason more than my gut says this is not, this is not it. Nope. So start listening to your gut. And then number 10 is in the moments when you're feeling a lot of doubt. My wedding day, hello, divorce. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like funny, but not funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, focus on, in your moments of doubt, focus on what you're good at or what you enjoy. Allow yourself to recenter into what you're good at or what you enjoy, right? So when you're feeling moments of doubt where you're like, wow, I really suck at this or wow, I'm not sure about this or wow, I don't know if I can go live. Go live doing something that you enjoy. Go live doing something you know you're good at. If you know you're a good cook, go live cooking. I don't care if you cook keto or not. If you know you make bomb ass gingerbread cookies, and you're like, I'm scared to go live, but I'm really good at making gingerbread cookies. Go make gingerbread cookies on live. That way you're kind of combining the things that, you, that you're scared of and that you're good at. But focus on what you're good at and what you enjoy when you're feeling those moments of doubt so that you can kind of give yourself that little boost, right? I'm not telling you to not... I, one of these was already pushed yourself out of, the, out of your comfort zone, but you are allowed to, to allow yourself moments of joy, right? So like... For example, I hate sending follow-up. I said this on a call right before this. I hate follow-up messages. I just do. Do I do them anyway? Absolutely. But what do I do in between my follow-up messages? I make TikToks because I love creating content and I'm very good at it. I'm very good at creating content. So in between my follow-ups, I create content. When I get sick of my follow-ups, I create content. And then I go back to my follow-ups, right? I give myself that little, this sounds bad, but that little hit of dopamine, that little hit of enjoyment, that little hit of happiness in the, in the midst of uncomfortability. So learning how to trust yourself will be vital, not only in your life, but in your business, in your success to your next level, learning how to trust yourself. Y'all, I said this with 75 hard, but this is with everything, um, each rank that you hit in this company, like I'll make it very, very black and white for you. Each rank that you hit in this company, a new version of yourself has to be born, which is also why I love the fact that like we're the Phoenix. A new version of yourself has to be born at every single level. Rank six Sydney was not the same as rank seven Sydney. And those of you that have been around long enough know exactly what I'm talking about. Every single level that you level up to in life is going to require a different level of you, a different version of you, right? And so that's why I love those 75, those 75 hard challenges. Not that I ever want to do one of those, but like if you watch people at the beginning of 75 hard and then you watch, a lot of people on TikTok do this, like 
um, day one and day 75, the people are not even recognizable because they're so different in their confidence in their, in, in everything.